Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk, straight out the sheets, right to the podcast room. It's a good morning. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube.com slash Talk and check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Today, we're talking... Little Pittsburgh Steelers preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks. I can't even tell you if it's a good day in the Berg yet because I don't think the Berg has woken up, but we'll get there. But as always, how you feeling, Derek? It's game day, baby. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm I'm happy to say that again. Literally, as soon as the clock hit midnight last night, I thought to myself while I was at work, I was like, man, it's game day. Like, game it gives me give, gave me a little bit of a jolt to get through my shift. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see some like real football, live football, like not just in pads, training camp, but, you know, actually like tackling on the quarterbacks and stuff. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Yeah, it's it's been a long, long time. Feel. This offseason, I think, is longer than any offseason we've ever dealt with. Maybe it's the fact that we've like actually watched football. So it's been a teaser. You know what I mean? Like we went to the combine, We went to training camp. Like there was a lot of football in between football. But it feels like it's been years in the making for the Pittsburgh Steelers to return the field. I'm excited. It's a new era. This is the first time in 17 years, 18 years, the Pittsburgh Steelers will walk onto a field without Ben Roethlisberger. Knowing Ben Roethlisberger will not walk out onto a field ever again. So that's where we have to start. The quarterback play. Mitch Trubisky's going to start, obviously. Then Mike Tomlin kind of left the backups up for interpretation, saying they'll play as if they've been practicing. Okay. I want to talk about Mitch, but first, am I crazy to think that when he said that, he was just hiding the fact that Kenny Pickett is going to be the backup quarterback and play the second and third quarter in this game? (laughs) I'm not sure what he meant by that. I thought that that was interesting. Right. Um, it was. I do. I do still think it's going to be Mason, as in like he's going to take the majority of the reps tonight. Um, but I do. I do think we'll get to see a good amount of Kenny, even even if it's you know in the fourth quarter. We'll still get like two to three drives at bare minimum. I think maybe more than that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, of course, we kind of knew that Mitch was going to start. I mean we both anticipate Mitch is going to be the starter for this football team because that's all that they've shown us in training camp so far. And that's all that they've told us. So we have no really reason to believe otherwise. No. So what do you expect out of Mitch tonight? He's probably going to get a quarter, maybe a quarter and some, depending on how much the offense plays. Do you expect a full blown Mitch workload when he's out there? Yeah. I think it's going to be two series. If I had to guess, I think it'll be, like if if they have you know nine or ten series, I think Mitch will get two. Mason will probably get four or five, and then Kenny will get what's left over. Um, I think for their offense, I mean it's preseason, so you know you're gonna get a lot of vanilla stuff. Um, you know you'll it'll look like this like a version of the Steelers offense, but you know it's gonna be watered down. Um, I think Mitch, it's not necessarily. Um, 
a workload thing more as they'll probably just try to get him comfortable. You know, you might see like a couple easy throws. Um, I'm a, I would imagine that they're, they're going to try to move the launch point for him at least like once or twice, do some play action bootlegs and some things like that to get him on the move, get him real comfortable. Um, you know, I just want to see, not that they had to go out and like, you know, score on the first possession, but I want to see like Mitch look comfortable um, in the offense for sure. Me too. I think, as long as Mitch doesn't throw the or turn the ball over, the offense looks consistent. I don't want it to look shaky. I don't want it to look like a bunch of guys who aren't on the same page. You've worked all offseason to assure that Mitch has the chemistry with these, these guys that are going to be on the field because there's not going to be a Najee Harris. There's not going to be Pat Fryermuth, most likely. Chase isn't going to play. Deontay Johnson isn't going to play. So it's going to be the same guys, as bad as that sounds. It's going to be the same guys that, Trubitsky's worked with all summer so at that point you should have that chemistry that's what I think they need to see is that this needs to be a fluent offense even if they they don't even have to score as long as it looks put together that's a promising sign I believe because it's the preseason you're not looking to do anything crazy you're going to keep your offense vanilla but you want to make sure that everything is is on the same page. I, I, I think that's what, what you expect. What does Mason playing the second as the second? I, I want to ask what what does he have to show? But he's, he's, I mean, for starters, he's working way down here. This is where he's starting because the, the second string offensive line is about as bad as they come. And we don't, I couldn't even tell you who he'd be on the field with when it comes to the rest of the position groups, because they've been so all over the place. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the receiver rotation, especially because, um, you know, I don't anticipate Deontay getting much work tonight. Claypool probably not as well. You know, they may play with Mitch, but they're definitely not going further than he goes. I would imagine. No. Um, and then you look at George, he's probably going to play a good amount. Calvin's going to get get some some reps too. But, you know, Calvin's really listed as the fourth string wide receiver right now. So, like, yeah. how do the – if as if that matters. But who's going to play with who? You know, the Steelers receiver room I think is really deep and loaded. So that works to the quarterback's advantage. Uh, but to your point, I mean, the offensive line's not. So, no. And, you know, if, if you're on your back, it's kind of hard to complete passes. So – um that's definitely going to be something to watch for um as far as what mason has to show i'm not really sure mason has um a realistic shot at winning this job unless trubisky absolutely bombs the preseason and by bombing the preseason i mean like he turns the ball over twice in the first two possessions tonight and then you know struggles next week then we can probably talk about it but um you know, I expect Mason to do exactly what he did last year. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be the exact same quarterback that I think most of us have expectations for in terms of he's not going to kill you. He's yeah. not going to do anything flashy. You're not going to get up out your seat getting real jazzed up about anything that he does. Um, but he's going to move, you know, he's going to move the football, uh, provided that he's, you know, given protection, um, especially against backups. I think he's going to have a have a fine night. I think he's fine as long as he could stay upright. You're right there. I want to see, I want to see chances by Mason Rudolph tonight. I eat one of two things. I either want to see him take a risk, at least a risk, 
or I want to see his consistency work. I want to see all of his short game passes, his just move the sticks and keep control of the ball work. If, if he scores a touchdown and the offense looks really good, but they're only getting four or five yards of play, I'm okay with that. That's, yeah. you know, that's a successful offense. But when you're watching it in practice, you're just looking at it going, that was like the 12th four-yard pass in a row. Eventually, somebody's going to catch on. So I want to see one of those two things happen. So so that's actually funny that you mentioned that because in my kind of things to watch for tonight, that was something that I put in there for Pickett. Um, in terms of just being more aggressive, pushing the ball downfield, you know, um, speaking of Mason, you know, being conservative um, and things like that, you know, Kenny's been like that too. Um, from what I understand, I know he was kind of like that a little bit when I was there and just reading like your all stuff too uh, throughout the first two weeks. But you know, I want to see him push the ball down the field. It doesn't have to be, you know, he doesn't have to go out and throw a 76-yard touchdown like Trey Lance no. did last night. But I'd like to see you take a shot downfield at George Pickens, you know, work the ball down the field, um, even if it's like over the middle, 15, 20 yards. I do want to see some of that um, in terms of, you know, just something other than quick game. Because I think yep. um, based on what Kenny did in college, I have no, I, I think he can work quick game even yeah. as a rookie, like he's going to be able to do that. We know Mason can do that. Cause that's really been the only thing that's really been in his wheelhouse for, you know, his professional career, but I do want to see them go down the field a little bit and they've got the weapons to do it. Um, you know, we talked about before we hopped on the show, you know, Seattle is going to be down a couple players um, in the secondary, you know, Artie, who's going to be a starter for them. It looks like at this point, um, you know, he's not going to play tonight. I'm not sure. They got some other guys banged up. So they're going to be playing a lot of young youngsters um, in the secondary. You're going to see a lot of Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, guys like that. So it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of the receiver DB matchup. How excited are you to see Kobe Bryant versus George Pickens line up across from each other? Uh, I'm I'm unbelievably excited <laughs> about seeing George in general. I actually watched. I don't watch a ton of like, you know, highlight tapes or anything like that, but someone posted a George Pickens highlight tape on YouTube yesterday and I watched it and it, it really did get me jazzed up. I'm not going to lie. I was ready to run through a brick wall, but I think um, assuming that George plays a good amount on the outside, it sounds like um, yeah, Pete Carroll's trying to work Kobe a little bit in the inside because they want to, oh, they yeah. want to play more man, I guess this year in like passing situations. I was reading an article about this. Um, so they're trying to get Kobe in the slot, but I do think he's going to have some reps against Tariq Woolen. Uh, Tariq Woolen has been, I think the George Pickens of Seattle's camp oh. um, in terms of like, they are freakishly high on this dude because he's like, you know, Woolen was a guy who was extremely raw, in my opinion, in terms of like technique. Um, and I'm watching videos. I mean, they've got him doing all the Seattle tendency techniques. You know, he's doing the kick step and playing up and bump and run press using those long arms of his. And of course, he's freakishly fast, too. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. If Pete Carroll, if, if there's anyone who can get that body type and that talent um, to really explode. I think it's going to be Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, so those, that matchup Pickens versus Woolen, I think is going to be incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, that would be, I'm, I'm so excited to see what George Pickens puts on tape tonight because he's going to be the guy like chase. So chase hasn't practiced 
the last three days. I don't couldn't tell you what happened. So in my in my opinion, he's not going to be probably not going to go. Yeah, yep. I don't think Deontay is going to take more than a series if he takes anything at all. I George is like George is going to be George. He's been a high highlight reel for the last three weeks. He's clearly Mitch's go to guy. That's not going to change at all. And then he's probably going to get worked into the second team a little bit with Mason so that you could see what that looks like. I mean, he's if George Pickens walks out of here with 125 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> like I wouldn't even be surprised. That would be my prediction for it. Kobe Bryant versus Calvin Austin, if that ends up together, would be awesome just because Bryant's a physical dude and he's not going to like he's going to bump and run you at the at the line of scrimmage, even in the slot. Calvin is all speed, but he's, you know, he doesn't care. You know, you know it's going to be fun to watch that matchup, too, because those two guys are really familiar with each other. You yeah. know, Memphis and Cincinnati oh, played true. each of the last couple of years, um, you know, and and Calvin, you know, he held his own. Like, granted, you know, Kobe, you know, first team All-American, um, you know, Sauce Gardner, obviously top five pick in the NFL draft. Those two dudes, you know, are studs. But, you know, Calvin did his thing, man. You watch the tape. Um, you know, he didn't win every rep, but he won his fair share of reps. So, um, I'm sure that that's going to be, um, a fun, a fun matchup too. Um, and then really we got the, we got the running backs. I know you've spoken really highly of like what you've seen from, you know, McFarland, you know, Jalen Warren's kind of been like the surprise guy every year. There's a guy that kind of comes out of nowhere, um, and has a really, really strong camp. So he's been that guy too. You know, we don't expect Najee. They they gain absolutely nothing from Najee Harris touching the ball no, one will time not touch the field will in not preseason. Touch the field. Nope. So you know, it's gonna be we're gonna get to see a lot of those two guys too, and that's something I'm super excited about. I think so. My my guess for tonight's running back rotation is McFarland's gonna start, but I think McFarland has a spot on this team already. I I don't I he's. He's got too many plays designed for him all over the field for me to say, oh, this is an open competition between him and Jalen Warren. Benny Snell going down with an injury the other day leaves a door open for Jalen Warren. Tonight, I would expect I, I would expect McFarland to start, play as much as Mitch Trubisky, two series maybe. If Jalen, like George Pickens, could walk out of here with 125 yards and a touchdown, this could be a 275 yard night for Jalen Warren. The dude is everything that he's been advertised all throughout camp. It hasn't been like, oh, we look good one day, he sucked the next day. On Thursday, he had three 20 yard gains right up the middle and then an 85 yard touchdown where he outjuked the entire team, which, you know, first string, second thr- string, it doesn't matter. He, he, it was an impressive play. I think he's going to get a ton, a ton of work tonight. But, but again, and this is, uh, we got a question in the chat here about the offensive line. It's all going to come down to how bad is that offensive line after the starters leave? And really, how good is that offensive line with Mason Cole, James Daniels, and the starters actually in there? I think that's the biggest question that we're going to watch tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think what you're hoping for is like you don't want a situ- situation or a scenario like we had last year where like really you watch the first couple of preseason games and you're like man I don't know about this yeah exactly line. like we look like this could be this could be a little rough um, you know that's definitely something to worry about in my opinion um, 
in general, NFL backup offensive lines are terrible anyway. Like there is a, there, we don't have a surplus of good offensive linemen um, in this league. So, you know, at least on their backup offensive line, they got guys like Joe Haig, who's been around a while. You know, he's been here, done that. Um, so that gives me a little bit of confidence in that group. Yeah, but I think Haig, aside from aside from that, it is a little – it's going to be a little shaky. Um, yeah. But I think it's good in terms of, like, offensive line. It's good that the quarterbacks are going to get hit. Like, you don't want them taking big shots, and obviously you don't – you want to try to avoid injuries and sacks and things like that. But it's good for them to get hit get put on the turf one time that's always a good feeling because you got to think um these quarterbacks don't get hit in training camp so like be and it's not just about getting hit it's also like the fear of getting hit not to say those guys are scared but like when you're a quarterback in training camp you're not scared of getting hit like if a guy beats you know your guard through the a gap you can literally just hold the ball or throw it away and you're not going to get touched you know what i'm saying so it's a little bit different um Someone, my guy Rob, uh, wrote me on Twitter. He said, I like the fact that Mike's having a physical training camp. It allows him to hold certain guys out of these preseason games and limit the snaps. I definitely agree. I mean, we've in years past, they've talked about, or guys that have been elsewhere have talked about when they come to Pittsburgh, training camp's a little bit different. Um, I definitely think there's value in hitting in training camp. Like, oh, yeah. You don't, you don't want to just head into preseason. And, you know, that's your first, you know, kind of interaction with being tackled, you know. And I think that that's been a really good thing for Tomlin. And he's really good, in my opinion, about balancing what guys need. Do we need to go hard today? Do we need to take the pads off? It seems like he always has a really good handle on that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and there's just certain guys like, you know, Najee, like we said, he has nothing to gain by playing a snap this preseason. You know what he is. You know what he's going to do come regular season time. Don't 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 trot him out there, please. No, no, you can't put anybody out. That's why I don't expect Deontay to play. I don't expect Minka Fitzpatrick to play. I, I, I would expect Chase Claypool to play if he wasn't injured. I would expect Pat Fryermuth to play if he wasn't injured, but. There's certain guys that you're just like, like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt will not no touch the field, will not touch the field tonight, um, it, which I mean, when we flip it over to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, I think we're going to see a lot of how well can Devin Bush, Miles Jack and Robert Splain hold up that defense because they're going to be missing a lot of pieces. And I think they're going to try to take advantage of the middle of the field a lot because it's not going to be Minka. It's going to be DeMonte KZ who starts at safety. I would expect Derek Tushka and I mean, is maybe, Avery healthy? No, pulled groin. Yeah. I, I so think, he's not going to play. No, he's not going to play. It's going to be, I would say Delonte Scott, who's looked impressive yeah. at camp, but you know, nothing, not a superstar by no means to start on the outside. There's not going to be a cam. So it'll be Isaiah Loudermilk, a defensive tackle. Ogan Joby will probably play, but I wouldn't expect him to play a lot that, I mean, there's going to be some missing pieces I, and all eyes, all eyes are going to be on how good does Devin Bush look? How good does miles Jack look? How good does Robert Spillane look and who's going to win that job? Yeah. I mean the Bush and Spillane, battle i think is super interesting because i think just judging by tara austin's words and kind of what we've seen at camp that's probably one of the 
battles I think that could really go either way, even though I think you and I both lean towards it going Bush. Yeah. Um, off pedigree more than anything than what we've seen. Um, but I think it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to watch kind of that play out. Um, Spillane had a really rough preseason last year, which kind of led to them needing to trade for Schobert. Um, yep. So, you know, I'm sure that he's got that in the back of his mind um, about wanting to put his best foot forward here. Um, Connor said DeMarvin Leal is going to be interesting to watch, too. Leal is definitely he's at the very top of my list um tonight i want to see you know how he carries that new additional weight of his um i'm looking to see you know how he looks in pass rush situations too how he holds up against the run um it's he's definitely um at the top of my list as well dude super talented is super talented i'm interested to see where he plays like he's going to play defensive end but i want to see with what group how late he's on the field because I think if he could get a couple of reps against Seattle's first team, it, it might show us a little bit of what to expect during the season. And then I think that if he takes fourth quarter reps, it's kind of telling us don't expect much from him this season. And I, that, that'll be a tale. I'm not, I'm not trying to rush Leal onto the field. I think the Steelers have plenty of defensive line depth this season. If they could get him out there and he does make a couple of splash plays or at least a splash play, yeah, I feel confident about that. Yeah, and I think Leal's just too talented to where they're not going to be able to like just redshirt him. I no, really no, do. even not. even with how even with how um, I think stacked their defensive line depth is right now on paper, assuming Alu Alu yeah. is able to you know contribute and do things like that. He returned but, to practice the other day. I, I don't know. Yeah, if I, I mean that, that that's one. a that's a big step. Um, you know, but I, I think Leal is just a really talented, talented player. Um, him and Loudermilk are really interesting because they have different strengths. But I, I think that both of them um, could work their way into like being like long term pieces to this like defensive front yeah. uh, for different reasons. Loudermilk more because I think he's a really impressive run stopper. Um, and then, you know, obviously Leal because I think he's a really really talented pass rusher. He's got a cr- incredible toolbox of moves um, for a kid that young. So yeah, no Leal, uh, I, but that's what you kind of want. I mean, you got Tyson. If if Tyson and Cam are on the field together, they're working in opposite ways. And you know, Cam. I mean, Cam could do everything, but Cam's going to sack the quarterback much more than the rest of that defensive line. I think Ogan Joby's the same way. He's not like a true run stuffer. He's more of a pass rusher, but I, I just think that when you're that big and if you're talented enough, you, you could develop those skills. And I'm not saying Isaiah Loudermilk's ever going to become a pass rusher, a true blooded one at least, but I mean, he's taken steps forward. I think he came into the league so raw that you were just like, okay, you know, turn into whatever you'd like to turn into. And in, in a whole year, I mean, last year, I think he played the perfect amount of snaps to where he shouldn't have been on the field, but he was forced onto the field. And it gave him enough experience to truly grow into what he is this season. And I, I personally think he's going to have a huge role on the defensive line, probably bigger than Chris Wormley, as crazy as that sounds. And I, I, mean, I think he'll play across. Yeah, I mean, if they're still struggling to stop the run, I mean, it's well, kind of gotta a put him on the glove-like fit, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Jonathan's asking about the cornerbacks. I think the cornerbacks have looked... Good. Cam Sutton, I believe, has surprised me. 
I wouldn't even say surprised, but but yeah, has surprised me with how well he's played, how consistent he's played on the outside of camp. Hashtag extend cam. No, I, I definitely, <laughs> um, I definitely agree with your assessment. I mean, you you're almost graded on a curve a little bit just because you know the Steelers. You get what you pay for. We talked yeah. about this during the off season. The Steelers didn't go out and get a number one corner. You know, they elected to. Um, kind of go with some cheaper options in terms of bringing back a killer, which I thought was a great move, bringing yep. over Levi Wallace, which I thought was a good move. Um, and then obviously they still have Cam Sutton. So, um, you know, Cam brings that versatility, man, that inside outside versatility. Um, that's really rare in today's league to be able to do both at a, at a you know, a starter level. Um, and we haven't really got to see a lot of Levi Wallace cause he's been out with the illness, but I know he's back at practice now. So, um, how those guys look tonight will be interesting to see. I'm not really sure. I would imagine that DK Metcalf doesn't play or Tyler Lockett probably does not play very much at all tonight. Um, you know, but you know, still I'm sure there's going to be some good, some good matchups for the corners. I definitely think that, um, for me, I'm really looking for if they get in the first, first or second series, like if they get in third and long, what's the rotation look like? Yep. You know, is it does Cam kick inside? Does Levi come in? Who's coming off? Um, who's the downbacker? I want to see that type of stuff. Um, not to say that that's how it's going to look come week one, but I want to see what they experiment with first. So I'm I'm bummed. My notebook is literally 12 feet to my left here, but I I caught the dime rotation or the nickel rotation couple days ago and it was interesting because in my opinion it, it looked really nice like so Spillane was the linebacker Trey Norwood was the do- or was the defensive backs on the field were Minka Edmonds Trey Norwood Cam Sutton Levi Wallace and Akella Witherspoon I'm pretty sure which, in my opinion, is like the best group you could toss out there. That's a, you've taken care of every every bit you want to take care of. I want to say Carl jo- Joseph snuck his way in there for a rep or two, who's had an impressive camp. But in my opinion, I mean, outside of Spillane, but they love Spillane and pass coverage for some reason. That's as that's as good as you're going to get for that. I mean, that's better than they've had in years at, yeah. at in a nickel rotation. Yeah, I think. You know, Joseph could play his way into like maybe Millette's role in terms of like, I think that's probably his best chance at like making the 53 is to crack that like early down nickel backer, um, you know, how they like to use that like Mike Hilton role playing forward towards the ball, blitzing off the edge, things like that. Um, But, you know, I do, I I like their depth there. Um, It's just going to be interesting to see what they actually do with it yeah. you know because we've we know that you know trey norwood got a lot of playing time last season they brought over to monte kz um you know he's got slot experience he's got you know center field experience you know big time ball hawk um so they've got some guys that they can mix and match i'm just curious on how it is right now yeah um and what they want to experiment with first to see how it goes that's what i think they're going to experiment a lot tonight this preseason is going to be a lot of mix and match I think I think the thing for me, the only thing that I care about in terms of like the corner rotation, I will be really disappointed if Akello is not one of the starters. And that's not to say oh, he will be. That's not to say that like I don't 
like I think there's this huge difference between him and Levi in terms of like what we'll what we'll see this year. Um, I just think from a profile standpoint, like they need a kilo speed. Like if you run Cam and Levi out there, they're gonna struggle against speed. Yeah. And it's gonna force them into being a little too predictable on the back ends and what they do with their safeties in terms of like needing them both back there. So um you know, Akilo just has a different type of skill set that I think fits really well with what they want to do or what they should want to do, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Akello, I mean, that's like a position battle, a quote-unquote position battle, but Akello's taken every first-team rep so far. And then when, you know, it's not Cam Sutton on the other side, it's Levi Wallace. I I think they have the same thought as you. In their heads, they're looking at Akello Witherspoon, and we've talked about this before, as – the guy who has, I mean, he's got more potential than the rest of them by far. He's got all the physical attributes you want, a cornerback. He could be a, you know, CB1, if that's what you want to call him. You have to at least give him, you know, every opportunity possible to say, okay, well, you've proved me wrong. And on top of that, like, Akello looks like a leader. Like, he looks like a veteran. Last year, he walked in here, and you didn't really know what to expect. He talked about, oh, I had to get my swagger back. I was down bad, blah, blah, blah. This year, it's just like... It's like a whole new Akello. Maybe I didn't know Akello, but now he just seems like like a dude is just focused on his energy, focused on being a leader, focused on growing and like I mean, I I'm I'm all about all about that from Duval. No, I mean, cornerback, I mean, that's just we t- I talked to you and I talked about this with uh James Pierre. Like cornerback man is like it's like quarterback in terms of a lot of it's just mental, man. Like yep. you have to have a very short memory. You can't get caught up in your mistakes. You got to always have your head down and moving forward. Um, you know, and in corner, in my opinion, I think besides quarterback, I think it's the hardest position to play in the league just because oh, yeah. of um, all the different type of athletes that you have to deal with, the different body types that you have to defend. The rules are heavily slanted towards the offense. You know, I, I I'm not going to get into my full rant, but the other day it made me freaking sick when I got out the treadmill and I look at my phone and they're talking about needing to make a legal contact a priority this year for the officials instead of offensive pass interference. I'm like, what are we, I mean, you're literally letting receivers push off like, you know, every every deep ball down the field, you know, we're sitting there talking about illegal contact. Like, give me a break, man. I mean, we know why that is, but it's just so, I know you know why it is. It's a, yeah, it's a money league. It's, you're looking for offense. Offense football. makes money. Yeah, the whole nine. The offense makes money, but it is. It's the it is quarter. It's the quarterback of defense without the glory. That's exactly what it is. It's the hardest position to play. I mean, maybe in all of all of sport. I don't know many sports, but in all of sport. Um, all right, we ran through the offense. Ran through the defense. What else are you looking for? Are you looking for anything else before we head out here? I mean, I always. I always think that, you know, special teams is definitely, you know, something that we oftentimes, you know, brush to the side a little bit or maybe we put it on the back burner. But that's going to be really important tonight. I think it's something I always look for, especially in the first or second preseason game is like, who are they putting out there first on special teams? Like, you know, who are the gunners? Who are the guys that are getting opportunities to run the first set of kicks down? Um, Because that tells you, you know, not necessarily, again, that's how it's going to be, but you have to get those opportunities. I mean, we see it every year. Those guys that are on the very bottom of the 90-man roster, like they don't get very many opportunities on special teams. They play in the fourth quarter, and then 
the very next week they're cut. And that's yep. just you can only play so many guys. Um, and then I look at guys like that are trying to crack the roster in terms of like a James Pierre, a Justin Lane, yep. a Miles Boykin, those guys who really need to star on special teams in order to, you know, crack the 53. Um, so that's something subtle that I'm looking forward to for sure. No, I agree 100%. And I think something to watch for tonight is I think James Pierre and Miles Boykin are going to take the first gunner reps over Justin Lane. I would expect James Pierre to be out there over Justin Lane just because I think that they want to see that. Miles Boykin has earned himself a roster spot, but you have to decide whether you're going to keep five or six wide receivers because he'll be that sixth guy. And I think I think at some point you just you have to teach Justin Lane how to play special teams so that you have an excuse to move on from Justin Lane. And, I, you know, what better time than the preseason? Like, it's not like you're going out there and you're like, oh, well, you know, we're taking away from Justin Lane. We don't want to hurt his special teams. But like we know that he's a good special teamer. We, we get that. They you need more quality out of that last guy just in case. And James Pierre could could be that guy. Another guy that I'm very interested to watch on special teams if he gets some reps is Mark Robinson because he's a thumper on defense, but he's a sixth round pick. There's not really a need to keep him, but they like to keep six guys and they cut Ulysses Gilbert. So in my head, those six guys are already on the team. Mark Robinson's got to play defense, though, or got to play special teams. Otherwise, he's a reason to cut and keep a guy like a sixth receiver. Yeah, um, I would agree on Robinson, man. He definitely fits, like, the type of profile for a guy that would do really well on special teams. Exactly. Like, I, you know, him and Buddy Johnson, those are definitely going to be two guys to watch. Uh, we already talked about the inside linebacker rotation. Um, but even, even the guys behind Spillane and Bush – um, those are guys to watch for. And then I really want to see just for my personal enjoyment, I want to see Calvin get the chance to run back one or two kicks, oh, no yeah. fair catches. Um, <laughs> let me, let me just get one or two punts just to see if he can break one to the house. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll call I it think so. it, I, the gunner will take the first ones. I think Calvin will take the second, the second ones. I'm, I want them both. I think, bo- I think both of them could take one of the house during this preseason and make it the most exciting. Like if you get gunner and Calvin, really showing out in the preseason, it could be one of the most exciting position battles the Steelers have going into the third week of the preseason because both of those guys are just like electric. I've never seen people stop on a dime like these two stop on a dime. It's actually wild how elusive they are, but it is. Those will be fun to watch. I want to see Jalen Warren get a snap on special teams as well, but I don't know if he's going to because he's going to play such a big role on offense at some point. You got to just be like, okay take a breather but there's going to be a lot a lot of a lot of names to watch yeah tonight might not be the best time to get warren as yeah, no. much special teams ref if he is taking such a big workload on offense but we definitely obviously will need to see that but i just don't know if it happens all in one game yeah 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 get master teague out on the field take away from the 75 reps Jalen warren's going to get tonight <laughs> and you know ease his way into special teams anyways We're heading out. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and check out the All Steelers audio collection anywhere you get your podcasts. Like Derek said to start off this show, football is back. It is game day. Enjoy your time. I'm sure we'll see you on Twitter tonight. Peace.